You're listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast. It's with myself, John Wilson. And myself, Stephen Moss. Today we're going to be looking at the difference really between retirement plans and retirement decisions right the way through the journey of life. So I'm currently sat in my mid-twenties. Steve's a tiny bit older. Yeah, that's that's been nice. I mean, usually I get a lot more abuse. So yeah, I just turned 40, John. So I know obviously a lot, a lot, a lot younger, but yeah, hit the big 4-0. So I completely have a different mindset towards retirement i've not really looked at being 55 60 70 as of yet steve thinks about it every morning every evening (laughs) just before he eats (laughs) i I think it's important you you know i just thought of a really kind of like strange thing this is a discussion we're having in the office we thought it'd be great to jump on a podcast and discuss and you know this this really is the kind of like rocky four of podcasts you know this is old versus new east versus west and sas versus isa because it's different approaches at different stages of life like you've said isn't it absolutely and it absolutely takes on the the topic that I was talking about earlier and i was saying that my strategy really for looking at retirement isn't looking at your traditional pension pots as of yet i'm not contributing more than uh, i need to i'm not looking to put lump sums into a pension and it's purely because a lot of my capital is going into an isa the negative with that obviously is I've already been taxed by the government on my income which then gets invested into an ISA whereas you can invest directly from wages pre-tax into a pension pot but the benefit that I have doing it this way is I feel that my money is a little bit more flexible I can access it kind of uh, flexibly I, I can enter that pot as and when I, I wish to so you're talking more about so, so you're talking about the ISA structure straight away so let, maybe let's explain to people that are new to the podcast or haven't heard us talk about these sort of vehicles before so do you want to kind of give people a bit of an overview of it's not just a normal ISA is it explain that what the ISA is and how this is a little bit different what you're talking about yeah so the, the ISA that I'm talking about sorry everyone is the IF ISA so a innovative finance ISA so it's mainly investments into peer-to-peer or alternative finance methods. So it's generally with uh, the source capital side into property development loans. So that's predominantly what I'm investing into through, uh, through the ISA scheme. So the government basically created this IF wrapper to enable people to not just have a bank ISA, which sits there and let's be honest, makes you know, bugger all return or you know, yeah. close to. This is the opportunity to invest monies in your ISA or the IF ISA into projects, whether it's stocks and shares or, like you say, with ourselves into development projects and get potentially a, a much better return. And it's a tool that you use very well, and, and, and I know it's kind of growing in that sector. And when we were discussing in the office the best sort of tax free investing vehicle, there's quite what kind of highlighted to us is that the divide in the office in terms of, you know, the younger generation like yourself John who are looking at this as I'm not really concerned about my retirement you're probably still thinking I'm going to be dead in the next five years anyway potentially yeah yeah so <laughs> off all those fantastic returns on the IFI sir and you know whereas obviously myself I'm more thinking I need money to pay for the care home and you know that's that I can see that in the not too far distance so so my approach is a little bit different my approach is you know I I do use the IFI sir um, and I think it's a great tool 
But at the age I am, I'm more focused on SaaS. And SaaS is, for anybody who's new to it, it's a fantastic tool. There are lots of benefits to a SaaS, and there are some really, really good and very knowledgeable people that we've had on our podcast, and we've actually got one next week with Kevin Whelan as well, so definitely worth jumping on if, it, if it's of interest to you. But ultimately, the government created this SaaS and SIP wrapper products for your pension, so rather than typical IFAs or pension companies being in control, you were able to start investing your pension into opportunities yourself and, and get a greater return. The benefits, you know, when we were talking about the benefits, they're not a million miles different depending on what you're looking to achieve, are they? You know, in terms of both tax-free, aren't they? You know, Absolutely, that's the main benefit of either of the schemes that the government created. It is to get people to invest and utilise their funds in a tax-free manner. So one of the benefits, when we're talking about comparing them both, I mean, your, your kind of top trump, let's be honest with each other, is that you can access the ISA monies a little bit easier. Yeah, so again, similar to how this started, where my goal isn't to look at, per se, the end retirement goal. My goal is to look at what this can allow me to achieve on the route to retirement. And having that accessibility within the ISA is a massive freedom point for me because over the next 5, 10, 15 years there's going to be so many different things that happen in my life looking to move house, looking to have children looking for the nicer cars all of that I can do by utilising the tax free return from the ISA as well as having it as a pot that's going to be there through my life into retirement as well Yeah absolutely and that, that is a massive benefit of the ISA particularly like you say when you're younger and you know that you know in the next 20, 30 years of your life there are going to be opportunities that pop up and having a lump sum there that you can access a little bit easier. So for anybody who's listening who's not aware, the SAS is more difficult to access. You know, typically uh, you can access 25% of your SAS when you turn 55 years old. There are structures and ways that you can access more in terms of loan backs and lots and lots of clever ways, but ultimately there's always kind of caveats or restrictions in, in one way or another. So that's one of the, the kind of benefits, I suppose, with the ISA. Now, to turn that round on you, you know, one of the benefits of the SAS is the allowance. So, you know, you're restricted to how much you can invest, as are the SAS quite rightly, but what's your restriction that you can invest per year into it's your 20,000 in the tax year. So in one tax year, you can invest £20,000, whereas with the SAS, you can invest double that, £40,000. Yes. So there are benefits there that, you know, for this pot and this, this kind of nest egg that you're looking to achieve, the benefit there is you can double it and get there a little bit quicker, I suppose. And, and again, there are lots of kind of caveats to this in terms of you can have your partners on your SAS, you can have, you know, different structures. And what's brilliant about these two opportunities to invest is that there are some really clever and unique schemes that you can take advantage of we're here just to discuss and and talk about you know the the actual mindset of people at different stages of life i suppose and what's better as well you know is, is it a case of actually john's got it wrong and john should be looking at his stats <laughs> there, there's every now and then you know when all the moons align as such and the stars uh, you know john's wrong but is, is it that or is it just literally the fact that you know you are at that stage of life where it's not as big a concern whereas obviously turning the big 4-0 I've, I've started to think about the retirement the planning you know because I want to retire obviously at 41 um, <laughs> but obviously it's, it's just not not gonna you've got to make sure that you're prepared and you've planned and put everything in place in terms of what we invest into 
so talking about the, the, the differences of the, the SAS and the ISA, have you come across any restrictions that, or what are the main things that you can typically invest with your IF ISA? Because we're talking, we, we, you know, we offer development loans, so we know we can invest with them with development loans, but are there other areas that you've looked at as well? Yeah, absolutely. You've got your stocks and shares, absolutely. You've got your cash ISAs, you've got your IF ISAs. The, the main difference between potentially myself and yourself who are looking at these different retirement options I'm not a developer. I'm not looking to do my own schemes. I'm not looking to buy commercial properties as of yet. Whereas with a SaaS, you can do all of that. I'm looking for completely hands-free investments. You're making me work hours after hours after hours, whoa, never get whoa, a day whoa. off, Come never on. get an evening off. Jesus. <laughs> I want something which is in the background. It's not something that I'm looking at day in, day out. It's kind of working for me for the capacity that I want it to work. I'm not looking to create maybe schemes that you're looking to do with your SaaS that you've created. And, and that's it, isn't it? The, the, the difference there is, you know, you can, with your SaaS, you can do exactly the same thing. You can invest into vehicles which go go along and they, they run the investment like, like capital and like stocks and shares, etc. But also there are a lot of other benefits if you want to buy commercial property or other investments, then the, there's a lot more flexibility there. So I, I'd say that's another point for SaaS. So I'd say we're probably about 2-1 up here in terms of you, be... you've got the benefit of the accessibility, but we can put more in and we've got a bit more flexibility. What about the different returns? You know, Do you find that there are different returns on the ISA compared to the SaaS? Uh, not massively to be honest so when you generally see investment vehicles whether it be looking at management funds whether you're looking at things like what we do property development loans they're generally the same and the fees are about the same for a, a SAS or an ISA a couple of points to make on that the first one is a lot of the investing through an ISA especially into property development loans is completely free of charge there's no setup of that. There's no ongoing yearly fees, whether that's from the ISA provider or from the banks. Obviously, as a SaaS, you've got administration fees, you've got setup fees. It doesn't make it a viable option if you're not investing. I was, a kind, healthier of, I was kind of hoping that you hadn't picked up on that one, to be honest, because I knew <laughs> you were going to pull a point back there. So, yeah, so you're absolutely right. So, with your ISA, you can set the ISA up. There are no ongoing fees. There are typically no setup fees. It depends, I suppose, on the provider. There may be providers out there that do have something, but typically in the market, there aren't. Whereas with the SaaS, yeah, you have setup fees, you have management fees. And that that's one of the things as well, which always kind of like really rings a bell with me when I meet other SaaS trustees where they've gone to all the trouble of transferring their pensions into a SaaS, they've paid the money to set up, they're paying the annual fees and then they've not utilised it Yeah. so it's, it's not generating any income whatsoever and if, if anything it's reducing the size yeah, of the SaaS you're working on a loss, you're working on the fees that it's taken every year and also inflation that you're working against Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, in terms of setup then, because that's another big one, I think you, you're probably going to spin this around in terms of, you know, timescales to set up a SaaS. You know, anybody that's in the community, it can be, you know, I think the quickest for a new one can be a couple of months, whereas we've dealt with people. In fact, we've got a webinar Thursday the 29th. We've got a guest, Johnny Burnham on, and I think Johnny's SaaS to set up was what, 18 months? I think it was 18 months, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that is a hell of a long time not just the time but also loss of return because you know during that time he could have been getting a 10 12 whatever the return is percent on his SaaS and huge amount of income so 
a frustration there and one of the things I found with my SaaS is that you kind of go to these SaaS groups you know SaaS Alliance are probably one of the biggest yeah. sort of online Facebook groups known which do a good job of educating and, and informing people of SaaS but you go to these events and you kind of get really excited by the opportunity you get drawn into do you know what I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and you come up with all these great plans and then it can take you six months it can take you 12 months just to get set up to do anything and that's when you kind of lose the fizzle a little bit i suppose what about your ISO? what's the process there very very straightforward extremely simple no matter what provider it's with you would usually go through a setup of an account you would then go through your standard aml checks know your client checks within a day two days you can have an ISO set up ready to go you can invest as little as you like up to that limit as we've mentioned of twenty thousand per annum per tax year fantastic so it's a lot lot quicker there so yeah. yeah simple straightforward it's again this isn't a one size fits all it's not one or the other like you said right at the beginning you're utilizing both currently i'm just focused on the isa that's where i want the capital to go just so that in five years time when i'm looking to increase my house or something else or the baby comes along i've got the capital there to work with it's not to say over the next two years three years i won't be looking at a SAS. I am going to send a copy of this to your girlfriend as well because <laughs> she keep you keep mentioning this baby thing and I think she's going to be running for the hills. So just uh, just watch that space. Yeah, um, no, fantastic. So obviously, you know, I I understand, I suppose, and, and where you're coming from. And I think if I was at your age and that that frame of mind with the opportunities, then you know that that's where my goals would be and I think this is what this ultimately comes down to what are your goals and where you are in life doesn't it absolutely yeah it's the main one it's focusing on what you want to do what you want your capital to be doing and when you envision retiring what you want to be able to do with that and what return you're going to be able to get from that pension pot that you've created you're still quite away from I would never say that again quite away from the 55 uh, (laughs) quite away from the 25% coming back to you so you can still build that pot quite healthily and quite quickly over the next few years. Obviously, within the team, your main role is you, you deal with investors, typically high net with guys and girls. Do you find that when you start speaking to them, you can gauge where they are as in age and which which avenue they're looking at? Or do you find that they're actually usually quite switched on and say, yeah, we're investing through both? Or is, is the one or the other preferred depending where they are at stages of life again it's something that we've talked about quite a bit because a lot of our investors in the platform are generally property people SAS has become a major uh, pressure point really for anyone who's in property to be able to invest into commercial tax-free to be able to do loan backs to the supporting business so I think a lot of people are aware of a SAS and the way that we've generally built up the business and a lot of our referrals are through word of mouth we've kind of stayed within that community so a lot of our investors are relatively aware of how they wish to invest and why they're looking to invest and and that's the the beauty of it really do you think there's an age you're going to hit because i know i was probably 35 when i hit that and then started to consider the pension you know started to think I need to do a bit more I need to put a bit more into it or you know I've always been fortunate in terms of having properties and developments on the go and, and you kind of a lot of people see that as your pension yeah. I think when, when I got more involved in the SaaS world that kind of opened my eyes to think well although this this property is my pension 
actually by putting it into a scheme like this or doing something with this scheme i'm not just benefiting you know myself from a tax point of view but actually the family in the future and the the kind of the, the big l world the legacy of what goes on with it because that sas can really be utilized do you think there's a point you know an age that you're expecting in your head that yeah i'm going to hit this and then I, I don't think it's much of an age i think it's more of a, a milestone type situation i think when you when you start to first of all it's probably uh, when you're looking to invest into a pension pot it's generally before tax so when you're starting to invest larger sums per annum you've got the forty thousand availability you'll start to invest it that way to be able to use the tax breaks secondly i think when you have got the family you have got the house at that point then you want to create that legacy you want to be able to leave something for the child when it's older and as you've said quite a lot right the way through if you're looking to buy the properties and hold the properties and use that as a uh, form of retirement use a wrapper use a SAS, put the the property as long as it's commercial into that wrapper and then the returns on it although they're going into the SAS, they're going to be tax-free and it is a proper pension yeah exactly yeah the, and that, that's what we said at the beginning isn't it look there's lots of clever ways you can utilize this and clever ways you can structure it and it it's worth at that point then speaking to the experts to say what what you can do we're, we're talking more about our lives our situations and we we thought it's quite interesting that the age gap and how everyone in the office with the different ages kind of swung one way or another and it kind of makes sense and it, we thought it'd be good to share that to with people that are either considering a pension or maybe not utilizing the ISA uh, or the IF ISA as well as they could be or might not even be aware of it because there's a lot of people particularly the last two years with the the whole uh, covid situation they've not looked at the investment opportunities or where they can get these tax-free benefits from which is quite right you know there's obviously been more important things going on in the world but you know hopefully as we come out of this and, and we start seeing a bit of light at the end of the tunnel then things will start to change and and particularly the younger generation will start to invest in into uh, options like this and, and give them a chance absolutely absolutely spot on with that steve fantastic well thank you very much for today john great to share one of the things we were going to say we've mentioned and touched on very briefly the uh, the webinar so thursday the 29th at 12 30 we've got uh, kevin whelan and johnny burnham coming along to talk about how to use your sas to acquire more property so Johnny's done some amazing things with his SaaS. If you follow him on social media, or if you don't follow him, please follow him on social media. He posts pretty much weekly about the projects that he's up to, some great pictures and some really, really nice uh, properties that he's utilizing his SaaS for as well. And Kevin, as always, will be uh, full of knowledge and, and little gems that you can pick up as well. Perfect, thank you very much. Thanks I'll a lot. to you all soon. Take care, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. 